Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get started, I want to give a thank you to the media captain, a web development and digital marketing firm, for sponsoring this podcast. If you own a business and want a stunning website or a strategy to drive more leads or sales, contact Jason at the media captain. When you contact the media captain, mention Jerry Reese is a clown, and you'll get $100 advertising credit towards Google for your business. So, buddy, real quick before we get into the draft, we have rounds three through seven. We got a ton of stuff to talk to in the media today, which was eye-opening and some of it downright, uh, uh, you know, disgusting. Um, Mm -hmm. It is what it is, right? Um, But I I just want to share two stories. One, the the first one, on my way home today in um, in a very crowded space, and I hear someone talking about uh, that Giants draft pick, the number six overall, and he's real loud and obnoxious. Right. And I'm, I turn, and I just want to make sure he's a Giants fan. Because, and we've talked about this before, we can discuss the Giants and bash them, but when other people do, it's like they're talking about your kids or your family, right? So we're all nuts. So as I hear him talking, he's like, I don't, give a, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the, uh, the Giants. I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. And I'm like, oh, here we go, right? So I'm thinking, what's my approach? I got to say something to him. So he's done the conversation, so I go up to him. And I said, uh, I overheard you talking about Daniel Jones. And he got all defensive. like, yeah. I go, no, listen, I'm a Dallas fan too. Um, do you, are we really going to pay Dak Prescott all that money next year whenever, whenever it's due? <laughs> and he goes, why? I go, I just think he stinks. And he goes, you know, they're going to they're gonna get on to him soon. He can't throw the ball past 10 yards very accurately. And I'm like, I know, man, he's so bad. I, like, I don't know why. I don't know why our fan base loves him so much. He goes, I don't get it either. I think he stinks. And I just felt so good. I felt like I was doing like covert operations. And I, I just, it, it, as much as it made me sick to say I'm a cowboy fan, I just wanted to hear him admit it. <laughs> and I truly believe that most cowboy fans feel that way, but they would just never admit it to the general public. That's all. Uh, so you trapped that guy pretty good, huh? I did. It was a little <laughs> entrapment. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. And yeah. Long, it was longer than that. I was just, we were talking about the Cowboys and I'm like, you know, Jerry Jones is a buffoon. Right. And he's like, I know he's, he's a horrible owner. Jason Garrett doesn't know what the hell he's yeah. doing. He should have been fired years ago. And we're going <laughs> on and on. We're ripping the Cowboys. And I felt just refreshed and alive. Right. And- I, I like that, Jerry. I'm going to do that myself one day. Uh, I'm going to do it with an Eagle fan, but you right. know, I'm going to try and, to get an Eagle fan somehow. See, that cost of went stinks and all right. that, you know? Yes, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yeah, you got to just, you got to do it in street clothes. You got it like a plain, right. clothes, police, plain clothes police officer, right? Like, I like it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I always say this, I hate Eagle fans, but at least I understand them rooting for them. They live in the area. They're from Philly. They're from South Jersey. They can't help themselves. But this guy, you know, obviously from the area, looked like he probably grew up in the 70s, you know, stallback guy. So I felt really good. The other thing I wanted to point out was um, the other night I said that, that Gettleman lost 95% of Giants Nation uh, with that Daniel Jones pick. I firmly believe it's 99 after hearing people today. And I, I, that draft pick, bud, is, is talked about more in New mm-hmm. York sports right now than the Yankees playing well with nobodies, than the fact right. that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant may be coming to the Knicks. Forget about Zion Williamson or whatever draft pick they get. Like, Daniel Jones is the topic to discuss. I'm getting, people are getting interrupted and I got interrupted twice talking to someone where someone I didn't know chimed in and said, do you believe that draft pick? And now I've gone, not a 180, 
I'll say I've done a 120. And mm. I find that as everyone's rooting against this kid, I'm going to go out and it's buy a, a Daniel Jones jersey, man. Okay, it, it's a shame. Um, can I get into it a little bit, Jerry? Absolutely you done? for it. I, I'm done. All right, yeah. listen, uh, there's a few things I want to talk about. I like to talk about, you know, discuss this with you and everybody that's listening. Um, everybody knows me and you did not want Daniel Jones as a number six pick. Right. That being said, okay, if you're a Giant fan, and I see this and I hear it, Jerry, mm-hmm. if you're a Giant fan and you're rooting for this kid to fail because you want to prove that gentleman didn't make the right choice and you were right on social media or you were right with your friends uh, throwing, you know, shooting the breeze at a bar, that's a disgrace. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Because you see that, and I hear it a lot. How the heck can you be a Giant fan and want, and just for the sake of saying, see, get him was wrong, want Jones to fail? You get the feeling out there that everybody wants Daniel Jones to fail. Except for, you know, of course, not I shouldn't mean every Giant fan, but there's a lot of people out there yeah. that want to see this young man fail. Hundred percent, and and a lot, and and it's like kind of like the Eli thing, right? Like I didn't, I've told you I wanted to move on from Eli, but that doesn't mean I want him to stink this year. I want him to do well. Like I don't right. understand that that mentality, right. man. Just to prove yourself right. right. So everybody on sports radio, oh. they're all bashing the Giants. The fat slob Frances is bashing them because the Giants told him take a walk. Eli said, "I've had enough of your buffoonness." So now he's acting like a little girl. He's yelling at the Giants, calling them losers. Who's running the show there? Daniel Jones was the worst pick there is. He's out and out lying, which we all know Frances is a pathological liar. Pathological liar. Yeah. He's out there saying Gettleman said, oh, he's going to sit him for three years behind Eli. Absolute Such a lie. lie. Such a That's lie. not what Gettleman said. Yep. He's trying to, you know... he. He's trying to push that narrative about why would you draft a franchise quarterback and not go play for three years? That's not what Gettleman said. All Gettleman said was, hey, if Eli's playing that well for three years, we would have, we, we will not have an Aaron Rodgers type thing where Rodgers sat behind a guy that was playing well for three years. And, That's and all Gettleman said. That's exactly right. And anybody who watched that, to come away with anything else, you're an idiot. Because I was there, Jerry. Right. I watched it. And I, right, yeah. exactly. And I came away with the same thing. Like, Gettleman was okay. basically saying, look, or, you know, you could, you know, that they they believe Eli's in his last year. Then they move on to Jones. But if Eli has a ridiculous year this year, they're they're not going to make a change. They're going to say, you know what, let's 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 ride this out as long as we can, and then make the change. You know, when Eli starts to really falter. So yeah, you're right, bud. He didn't he didn't say that. And and right. for anyone to he, say it is he, lying. You got some other people out there saying. Oh my God! What a what a clown Gettleman is! He saw him three series. He fell in love with him and drafted him. That's not what Gettleman said. He said, "I fell in love with him after three series." In other words, that's how quickly I really like this kid. If anybody's going to use that, right? We all know what Gettleman meant. Of course, he studied this kid every one of his games and studied film on him up the up to you know what. Yeah. Okay, it's just remarkable what's going on. First of all, half these people talking never even saw Jones play. Right. They don't know him from a hole in a wall, but they're going to say the kid's going to be a failure. Hey, I didn't want the kid to. I didn't think the kid was good enough to be a number six pick. 
I could be dead wrong. And I hope I am. But to come out and say the kid is going to be a failure without question is idiotic. Idiotic. These are the same morons. I don't know a hockey puck from a tennis ball. <laughs> never saw a Duke game. Never saw a college game. Like that fat slob Francesa. He probably see, watched two college games all year, but he's going to give a grade on these kids. <laughs> Can't name four guys in the Arizona Cardinals, but he knows they're going to the playoffs. <laughs> okay? So what's going on? The bashing that's going on with Pat Shermer and Gettleman is remarkable. Yeah. Okay, we were the first ones, Jerry. You were so disgusted, you walked back to your hotel room in a rainstorm. <laughs> yeah, that happened. But to say that, like everybody's saying, oh, it's the worst pick in the history to jump. We haven't seen, even seen this kid play yet. Right, right. Are you, I mean, what are we talking about here? Now, can I get into something else a little quick? Go for Pretty it. quick. Yes. Chris Carter. Oh, who is a phony from day one. Yeah. Phony. Likes to hide behind his man of God. Yep. I love God. I love everybody. I'm a re... What, what is he? A born-again Christian and all that. Biggest hypocrite there is. Yeah. Okay? Here's the man who said last year at a rookie meeting um, that you should have a fall guy just in case it goes down on a street corner. That's right. Or yeah. at a nightclub. Yep. If somebody gets popped. Street term for shot. Yeah. Okay? Uh, now, he's implying that the Giants are a racist organization. Yeah. That the only reason they took Jones over Haskins is because of the color of his skin. Yep. This is where we're going now? Yeah. It's sad. Um, I guess every other team that passed on Haskins, too. It's just, it's, um, it's frustrating because... A guy like Chris Carter doesn't know the history of the Giants. And, and Emlyn Tunnell, the, the first African-American in the Hall of Fame, first African-American basically assistant coach uh, on any staff ever. Um, you know, we had a, a, an African-American general manager for the last, what, 10 years. Like, it's, uh, you know, and his, his head guy, his main guy was uh, also Mark Ross. It's just, it's such a stupid narrative. Um, I, 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 it, it's Get annoying to comment on. Jerry Gettleman. And Sherman could be dead wrong with this pick. Right. And they'll both be out of jobs. Right. But to imply yeah. that they sat there and said, you know what? We'll set the organization back for years. Sherman, you'll be out of a job because you're going to win five games in the next two years. But we'll go with the white kid over, uh, uh, over an African-American. Right. Because, you know, we like the white people better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chris Carter is a disgrace. Yep. He's a disgrace. Okay, and I've spoken to a few former Giants who are African American, and they told me that's a disgraceful comment. And they think he's a phony too. He's a phony, right? He's a disgrace, and he's a buffoon. We'll get into that later on. Yeah, he's trying to get ratings. You know. Okay, Carter's done. His career is all but over. He had a great career as the NFL in the NFL, and his broadcast, his media career, is a disgrace. And, and it's a guy that, uh, quite frankly, Buddy Ryan hid, uh, basically saying all he catches is touchdown passes. No, wasn't a good locker room guy and had issues of his own. So, whatever. Right, he was a drug addict. Right. So. Okay, who turned his life around. Good for him. Yeah. But to imply the Giants are racist because they took Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. I mean, is that where we're going here now? 
what is this, 1979 Doug Williams coming into the league? Yeah, I know. It's a shame. It, I mean, I went through it in the 70s. I, I, yeah. And if you told me in the 70s a black quarterback wasn't taken because of the color of his skin, I tell you, I'll be the first one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They didn't like black quarterbacks back then. Right. And, and, and you know what? There's racism in this country. Yeah, of course there is, man. I'm never going to say that. But this implied this was a racist act is it's mind-boggling. Yeah. It's a sad and it's disgusting. Now, this other buffoon, Francesa, he's mad because the Giants are t- telling him now, listen, you know, we really don't want to go on your thing now. Eli kind of told him. So what does he do? He rants about Eli being, oh, he doesn't feel he's going to start, so he doesn't want to be on a show next year. Okay? Absolute lie. Well, well, first Francesa first is lying said, again. Yeah, first he said that, that, the, that uh, he, he reversed it, right? I think he, first he said that Eli must have known this was coming. And then he said, Eli had no idea this was coming. So it was like two days in a row where he gave a different narrative on why the Giants chose Daniel Jones and if Eli knew about it or not. You don't like the way the organization is being run. If you feel they're not making the right moves, time will tell. With the Daniel Jones kid and a draft pick and this draft class, time will tell. But they'll go on the radio and say these guys are a bunch of losers. And now he brings up a young man who's drafted by the Giants in the sixth round. Okay? He's out with his best friend, fellow football classmate, uh, uh, teammate. Right? Yep. And his friend gets shot dead. Yeah. And he gets shot, not critically, thank God. He looks like he's going to be fine. Yeah. And Fresnessa is using that to kind of like throw out some political point about how the Giants are embarrassing themselves. Yeah. So let me get this straight, Mike. Some young man, first of all, you don't even know the circumstances. For all you know, these two kids could have been walking out of a thing. Some kid, and some kid might have been like, yo, I want that chain. He might have been like, yo, I'm not giving you the chain. And next thing you know, somebody's popping shots. Right. You never walked in the streets of New York, Mike Francesa. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You never walked in the streets where somebody could have got shot in two seconds. You have no idea what happened with this young man. None. And he's going to use this. To get back at the Giants and say, oh, what, a, what an embarrassing situation for the Giants. Here's a young man. One is dead and one is in a hospital with a gunshot wound. And this jackass is going to talk about how the Giants are a disgrace. Are you kidding me, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, Chris, well said. I, I, I can't possibly try and add to that. Um, I think you, you're kind of. You're putting together how everybody feels about it. Every Giant fan, like, this kid just lived his, is living his dream getting picked. Um, you know, got a lot of potential and lost his friend and got shot in the process. Do you, do you know what the circumstances, Jerry? I have no idea what the I have no idea what even happened. Right, like, and I'm not, you know, this isn't a Plaxico Burris incident where you're like, oh, like, he was just being stupid. You have no right. idea what happened, Mike. None. Zero. And, and you're going to use that to get back at the Giants and try to make the Giants look bad? Yeah, it's pathetic. A kid lost his life, Jerry. A football player who, by the way, the university president came out and said was a great kid. Yeah, yeah. As as our kid is, Ballantyne. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- Ballantyne. I'm not quite sure how to say yet. I'm going to go with Ballantyne. Uh, uh, they're both supposedly great kids. And yeah. this guy is going to uh, use a death and another kid wounded after a gun, you know, a gun, a gunshot victim is going to use them as a pawn to get back at the Giants. 
Yeah, he has no shame. Because his fat face is feels like, oh, 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 look what they're doing to me. I'm Mike Francesa. You cannot come on my show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like like we said, there, there's a Twitter account now that keeps track of everything he says. And he made a good point the other night after he called the Giants a bunch of losers. Um, he said the first conversation you're going to have with Daniel Jones is, so Daniel, a lot of people were against you going to the Giants. I was always a believer in you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Congratulations. And Jerry, and, and Jerry, it's come across us within the last 24 hours about how Mr. Francesa, who talks a great game over the years, has called people, other media people, losers, and they don't know nothing what they're talking about. Yeah. And those pe- media people, we're not going to name them. Yeah. Right, Jerry? Yep. But those media people reached out to him on his phone and said, you got a problem with me? You know, we'll discuss this. And he wouldn't even answer them back. That's, that's right. how much of a coward he is. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Folks, me and Jerry can't name names, yep. but trust us. It's amazing. It's true. It's amazing what you hear when you get involved in this stuff and, and, and the stories that you hear. And it's like, well, you know, you're not going to name names like you said, but it, oh, it's, it's real. I ha- you know, hand on the Bible. This, this is, <laughs> that happened. So. Folks, I didn't want Daniel Jones on his football team. But, man, I'm rooting for the kid so much now. I feel bad what this kid is walking into. Yeah. I hope the kid is the real deal. We want the Giants to do well. I didn't want him. I'm not going to – nobody's being a hypocrite here. But – Neither of us did. Folks, if you're a Giant fan and you might not agree with Gettleman, I don't agree with Gettleman. And if Dave Gettleman was in front of me right now and go, Chris, what do you think? I would say, Dave, I wouldn't have went with it. I would have went with Allen. But we'll see. Right? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I might be with Dave Gettleman one-on-one during the course of the season. Okay? And I'll say the same thing. Dave, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't have went with it. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm not going to be a liar, Jerry. Yeah. Right. But to say, to, you know, let's, let's see what this kid is. We could all be wrong. And I shouldn't say all because this prominent football player, like we discussed the other night, who out there think this kid's going to be the real deal. Let's hope he is. Well, you know, the the big, the best sign, the best analysis um, that, that I guess Giant fans should hang their hat on is Gil Brantz, um, who had Saquon Barkley, his highest rated player since Lawrence Taylor, has been right a hell of a lot more than he's been wrong. And he absolutely loves Daniel Jones. So, again. And how about Cutcliffe and Cutcliffe? Right. And, and Chris, look, you and I, I mean, it's on Twitter how I felt about this draft pick. Uh, that night, I. Yep. And, and Chris, too. But mine was epic. Yep. And I just said. I'm leaving. They don't know what they're doing. I can't hide from it, but I hope I'm wrong. That's the thing, man. How can you root against the kid? You got to, Giant fans, even if you were against it, you got to hope you were wrong. You hope we're all wrong, and this kid leads us to the promised land. And if he has half the career Eli had, you know, give me one Super Bowl in seven years, I'll take it. Win win. Yep. So um, time will tell, Jerry. Time will tell. 100%. Um, right. Rest of the draft. Yes, we had a, um, we had a Jerry, draft. Jerry. Um, <laughs> We we predicted that they would probably take nine or ten kids. They went with ten. Yes, I had ten. Just that point. Right. Um, <laughs> ten. Um, by the way, I beat you in a mock draft. So just throw it out there you quick. Did. Okay. You murdered me. Um, None of it said. By the way, six though. I remember when I put on Twitter Marquette, Marquise Brown. I remember I put the wrong name at first. People were destroying me over it. Remember? Yes. I put he was the best receiver coming out of the draft, and people right away were talking about DK Metcalf, who, by the way, went in the bottom of the second round. Okay, and this one and that one. Marquise Brown was the number one receiver off the board. And you had DeAndre Baker as the top. I corner. had DeAndre Baker as a top corner. Not blowing smoke up. You know, I'm just. No, I'm hey, happy. Hey, you, you were know. right. Admit it. Um, Glow I'm, glad, 
I'm, I'm, I have no problem. We talked about it the last podcast that you know Gettleman won in his man, so he moved up, right? And look what happened in the second round, right, bud? You did. Uh, corners. Now, uh, we said this was going to be mostly defense in his draft. Seven out of ten was defense. Uh, so Gettleman addressed the need. Chris, real quick, I yeah. had the only – I had one right out of ten that I said the Giants were taking. I had ten picks. I got one right, and it was a golden doma. Yes, but uh, I had him. I, I have had to him say, t- I have to say it like that from now on, right? Doma. I see a lot of yes. people tweeted, "Hey, Chris, Doma, Doma." <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> okay, folks. I, I guess that's my Brooklyn Statnese. What do you call it, Jerry? Call accent? It Bro- Brooklyn Statnese accent. Yes. All right, that's my. I'm sorry, I say Doma instead of Domer. Uh, that's the way I just I am, but uh, and it'll never change, I guess. But dude, real but Jerry, quick, real quick before before I forget. Um, I, By the way, Jerry Tilvey went in the first round, like I said. Go ahead. Yeah, you, dude, you, you called it. You called it. I, um, I put out on uh, in the seventh round real quick. I said, Chris, I'm going to give away a T-shirt, Buffoon Crew T-shirt. Right. I said to the one person who guesses the right pick, and Dylan Nels got it right. Uh, so congratulations. Congratulations, I buddy. Um, he got Slayton from Syracuse. But the responses I got, I was – some of them, man, were like – I was hunched over laughing. I mean – People writing Jason Giambi, um, yeah, you know, yeah. inappropriate names. I, I was yeah. like, a lot of them, a lot of them mocking Francesca. Oh Giambi. God, man! And, yeah. I, and then I started with, mm-hmm. "You people wait on hold for three hours to tweet me," and people got the joke. Mm-hmm. And it was just, uh, thank you guys, it was awesome. Yeah, and, uh, so our followers are so smart, man. Fun it's, stuff. It's, it's, it's fun. Hey, listen, we talked about a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I said, I don't. I, if, I'm trying to remember if you agree with me on this, but I said we could go as as high as the third round to get yes. a kid that could stretch. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay, I was wrong. It was the fifth round. We got a kid that could stretch the field. Yeah, ran Darius, four three nine forty. Big kid. Right. Darius Slayton. Yep. A kid. Um, I saw a lot. Um, he's a he's a kid that could use that could take a slip screen and go 70 yards in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, he's a kid who Gets down the field, gets over the top, and he's – you're going to like this kid, Jerry, because he's one of those kids – you know, some kids are very fast, but the ball's in the air. They just keep running the same speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know? This kid kicks into another gear. But, yeah. Um, um, I think you're going to like this kid. Uh, you put on Twitter, great value pick. I agree with you 100%. Oh, I love the pick. I love, he's a big kid, too, 6'1", 190. He's you a know, big he's gonna, boy. He's going to put some um, size on, too, but that's a big, now, that's a big target for, the, for Eli. The kid, uh, one of his, but you have to remember something. Um, he didn't do a lot of that in Auburn. Yeah, right. You know, he did a lot of over the top, a lot of stretch, a lot of verticals, the whole deal. He's going to have to do more on the, you know, with Eli and this offense. He will. I'm sure he'll just. He's a smart young man. I think you're going to like this kid, Jerry. Um, when they drafted him, I remember I was like, oh man, this kid got. T-. I remember this kid, you know. Yeah. In Auburn, he's got talent. Um. But the point being is that I felt, and you were with me, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure you are with me, I felt that he had to get a kid that could keep defenses honest on the back end as far as stretching, going vertical. Well, right? yeah, now they have their burner. They now didn't they have, don't. They didn't have that. I mean, Corey Coleman's a burner, but they needed another one, right? I mean, Corey nah, this, Yeah, Coleman could stretch, Jerry, but this kid's a burner, yeah. you know? This is, four, this this is sub 4 four forty yeah. with size. This is this, Jerry, this is a four three nine in the yeah. combine. Yep. You, you realize what you're talking about? I mean, yeah. that's you know. And he ran. He also uh, ran as fast as four three three, which is like light. Did he? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Listen, it went. The shock of the draft to me, Jerry, was that they waited so long to take a tackle. Well, first off, I, I wanted to add one. I was surprised that, um, you know, the first three, right? Obviously, six was a shocker. Then I we loved the Dexter Lawrence pick. Um, and then the, the corner. You know, O'Shane Zimenez, the X-Man uh, that they call him. Uh, and he's going to be a fan favorite uh, if he can live up to that name. Mm-hmm. Old Dominion, uh, you know, dominated the competition. Great. Um, but it was still Old Dominion. And no one's ever been taken from Old Dominion. But his stats are, are really impressive. I mean, 12 sacks last year, 18 and a half mm-hmm. tackles for loss. You know, 33 uh, career sacks in 43 games. He's a big kid, 6'4", 250. They say he's probably going to put on size to play on the outside. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I I like that pick. I, I it, As the draft went on and they started filling in other things, I like that pick a lot more. I didn't love it when it happened because you're like, wow, we didn't trade up. And we took a kid from Old Dominion after a very questionable mm-hmm. six pick. But then as the draft went on and we filled in another linebacker, uh, wide receiver, two more corners, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm very interested in seeing what this kid can, can bring to the table. Who, the X-Man? Yeah. Oh, I could tell you this, that somebody told me out of the building that they think they got a steal Good. with this kid, Jerry. Yeah. A steal. The comparison's been with OCU Manura. Right. Well, time will tell, bud. You know, I'm just telling you that they feel they got a steal. That's how high they are on this X-Man kid. That's awesome. Now, you got to remember, folks, Ozzy Uminora was from Troy State, right? right? Right, I mean, another unknown school. He was an unknown kid. Basically, the whole deal. I know Mike Francesa, I'm sure, saw plenty of Troy State games. I'm sure back in the day, he would tell you, oh, I know the kid. I know the kid well. Oh, yeah, Troy State. Yeah, I saw him against Alabama once. You know, I'm sure he would tell you that. He's lying as usual. Nobody would know Ozzy. Nobody knew Ozzy coming out. Um so nobody's going to know the X-Man coming out, this kid. Uh, so, but I could tell you that they're very high on him. We'll see what he brings to the table once, you know, training camp starts. Jerry Ryan Connolly, the linebacker from Wisconsin. <clears throat> Paul Schwartz, the writer from the Post. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, his about? son covers yeah. Wisconsin football. Right. And he said that the kid is a tackling machine. Yeah, that, that was the thing that, that jumped out on film. It seems like he was involved a lot, right? And, you know, our middle linebackers right now, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, I count two, Ogletree and, and, and B.J. Goodson. And the kid Ty Davis maybe from last year, is he on the team still? I don't even know. I think he's on the team. Um, but that was it, right? I don't know. I couldn't name another uh, – Nate Stupar, but does he count? He's a special teams guy. So they needed some type of middle linebacker in, in whatever round. Now there was – the kid Mac from Alabama that wasn't taken. I don't know if that was a character issue or what, but this kid's around the ball all the time. He's a obviously a high effort guy, uh, but it, you know not slow. Ran a four six forty yard dash at the combine. So hey, um, I thought it was pretty good value. Although a lot of fans were like, "How the hell can you not take Mac and take this kid?" I, I felt like from rounds three on, the Giants got a ton of value at each pick. I, I loved the rest of this draft outside of six. And that doesn't mean I'm rooting against six, but I loved what they did outside of the, the sixth overall pick. Well, did you love the fourth round pick, the cornerback, bud? I mean, you know, I said they were <laughs> going to trade up into the third to get him. When he was sitting there and they took him, I, 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 I tweeted Julian Love, and then I said, you know, Chris is obviously going to be all over him at training camp where him and Golden Taylor are going to do this. <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be sick. Oh, man. listen, Jerry, we discussed this. Before the draft, can never have enough cornerbacks. And now bro. we're all of a sudden, like, if these guys work out half as well as we hope, 
they're going to be almost deep at corner now. We, yeah, if these kids can play. And, but, Jerry, that's what you want, bud. Right. That's what you want. This is a throwing league. Gettleman. Listen, Jerry, how many times have we discussed this? That on paper, right, what was a concern? Hey, Chris, what was a concern? Hey, Jerry, what was a concern? Cornerback. Yeah, Jenkins and Beal. That's it. We had Jenkins, who, who's coming off a decent season, and right. an unknown kid. And it's good to see he's staying. I wanted him to stay. I like Jenkins. Yeah, you know what's just going nowhere? You know what? i tell you what happened, Jerry. It's funny. We could talk about like, I put it on Twitter. Guys, stop talking about Janoris. He's going nowhere. And then a couple of people are like, yeah, so was this guy and that guy. And I said to myself, oh, you know what? You never know right. with Gettleman. Yeah, right, so, yeah. so it's true. Listen, you never know with Gettleman, you know. Um, but I I think we could say, Jerry, 95% sure. Jack Rabbit's going nowhere. Sherman loves Jack Rabbit. I don't think yeah, he's got another year left in him. And, and Gettleman brought out a good point about, he you know, he mentioned about, hey, he has to train these puppies out there. You know what I mean? Yes, but actually, baby rabbits, I believe, are called kits, and everyone was tweeting that. That no, they're right. not puppies. They're I think they're called kits. But anyway, right. You know, um, whatever. Uh, get him with a street guy, man. Yeah, if, <laughs> no, you're gonna, if, if people are going to start hitting him with that, he's going to look at you people like being, you got People heads. being wise asses. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, right. You know, people. You know, get him going to look at you like, what are you talking about? You know, he's. You know, yeah. so. Um, Sorry. A lot of corners, but um, if this kid Bill works out, we got these other kids coming in. Yeah, I mean, you have Jenkins um, and Beal, then you drafted, and forget about Grant Haley, who came, you know, he was a good, nice free yeah. agent. Yeah, he played it right. Then yeah, you got sure. Julian Love and DeAndre Baker. You have arguably the top two or top three corners out of that draft. And Julian Love, I mean, you know, you, you watch a lot more Golden Doma games than me. I mean, mm-hmm. he seems prime for the slot, no? Yeah, well, he could do both. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about Julian is that he could play both. He plays a slot and the outside. You know, you know, the balance, uh, balancing kid, hopefully, you know, everything works out for him. He's supposed to be back in a few weeks. Um, you know, you're looking at DeAndre Baker. You're looking at Beal. You're looking at Jack Rabbit, Julian Love. All of a sudden, you're pretty deep now, right? But if these kids can play, right? Yeah, and I was going to say, when they drafted Ballantin, I was like, what the hell is a Washburn? Like, I, I didn't even know where that was. Um, I I admit it. I'm like, right. Washburn? Yeah. I sound like a different league. Like, is he in, like... Like major league and, and uh, Charlie Sheen's character, like uh, what? What the hell is he? Hold Is there right. a minor leagues to the to the NFL? So five eleven, one ninety six, ran a four four seven forty, so faster than DeAndre Baker. The thing about this kid, he's a special teams demon. He blocked three punts, and I believe he's a very good kick returner. So yeah, yeah, he averaged nineteen a kickoff return. Yeah, so <clears throat> hey, I, we have Corey Coleman slated there, but. Yeah, it's uh, a competition, bud. Man, I like that. And and like yeah. Carl, Carl Banks always says, no more scholarships, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, this isn't Coleman's job. It's going to be a competition in camp. You know, there's no Devin Hester back there where you say, okay, this guy's returning kickoffs for us. You know, so uh, that's going to be a competition for him. The kick Connolly is supposed to be a very good special team as uh, player too. You're going to see him on special. You know how much Glad Gettleman loves those special team guys too. You know. Yep. So, um. A very intrigued, listen, a defensive heavy draft, exactly what we anticipated, exactly what Gettleman should have done. Um, offensive tackle was addressed in the seventh round. That's the only surprise. I thought that would be higher. I don't know much about this kid or besides the fact that he played the SEC against very good competition. And uh, we'll, uh, well, we'll one other thing, first. one other thing that, that shouldn't yeah. go in. He went against Josh Allen in practice all the time. Yes. So, um, and, and that his name is pronounced Asafo Adjay. So, is that the way you pronounce it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I actually wrote Thank that you for down. that. I wrote that down because I was looking at his name going, what the hell? So, but right. when he was drafted, another kid from New York, um, great story, right? Like, you know, yeah. he, he, character does matter sometimes. And, you know, the kid's crying 
his mom he told the story of his mom working three jobs she got two hours sleep and now he's going to return the favor like Jesus, right. how do you not root for this guy, right? Like, right. just That's just, just happy of, to be there, and yeah, you know, they, like you said, I I would have liked to tackle earlier, but you can't fill every need. I thought the the right tackle was a big need. Yes, Bremers may yeah. be coming in now. We're hearing, um, mm-hmm. but this is a kid that went against the best pass rusher um, that was drafted uh, every day. So obviously, a guy they like enough to to take a flyer on in the seventh. Hopefully, it works out, and he can, if we don't sign Remmers, at least compete with. Chad Wheeler. <laughs> it, 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 um, yeah, we'll see. You know, you know what, Jerry? You know, there's always people cut late in August. Yeah. You know, uh, by teams. So we'll see how this plays out. Right tackle definitely right now is a question mark. There's no question about it, right? Yep. Uh, Wheel. It's going to be right now on paper. Right now, it's Wheeler's job, and then this kid they draft is going to challenge him. But Zeitler, you know? Zeitler, people are forgetting. And someone pointed this out on Twitter. Might have been Jim Vassell. Zeitler will help whoever's at right tackle. Like the way Hernandez is. Hernandez got better. Solder got better. It wasn't a coincidence. So at least we can hang our hats on that. Like they have a right guard that's an absolute stud who right. should be able to help Wheeler. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, you don't realize how important it is when teams are stunted and twisted, right? You know what I mean, bud? Yeah, yeah. Or when you got to be on the same page, you actually have a, you actually have to have a right guard that could block. Unlike Omame, you couldn't pick up a twist, stunt, and then couldn't block if he did pick it up, right. you know? Um, so it's so important, the communication part. I'm not saying that Wheeler is going to be a solid, you know, unbelievable right tackle for us this year. But like you just mentioned, it is a big plus when you have a excellent right guard, especially a pass-protecting right guard like Kevin Zeiler is, you know. Yep. So, listen, Jerry, would I be surprised, you know, we open up against the Cowboys and Wheel is the right tackle? Yeah, I'm going to be surprised. I, I think you might see a Remmers in here. You might see another veteran down the road. Um so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, right now, that's still an open competition. But um, and, and then defense, real, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, no, no, again, yeah. the last pick was Chris Slayton out of Syracuse. I couldn't tell you much, yeah, um, other yeah. than his size. But you know, mm-hmm. he's added to a, a defensive line rotation now of BJ mm-hmm. Hill, Dalvin Tomlinson, our our uh, first round pick, Dexter Lawrence, um, R.J. McIntosh will be in the mix next year, and uh, Chris Slayton. So you have five on and Olson and Olson Pierre, the free Olson Pierre, right. So you have six down linemen in this hybrid 3-4, and at linebacker you have Golden, Goodson, Ogletree, Lorenzo Carter. That They'll probably be the starters mixed in with the X-Men. And Nate yeah. Stupor. And Connolly. So. so, Yeah, so we'll see how these kids, uh, you know, how they look and, you know, how they progress and all that. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's going to be really interesting, but uh, I think the defense will be improved um, this season. If not, they're going to go four and twelve or five and eleven again. They're going to be blowing games left and right again. You know. Um, so how did you, the secondary uh, was. How'd you okay. feel about the rest of this? How'd you feel about rounds three through seven? Giants wise, yeah. Obviously, yeah. No, I felt good, bud. Yeah, you me know, too. I mean, obviously, you know, you know, I, I was so happy about you know Julian Love and and I, you know, I was happy about Darius Slayton when I saw him get drafted. Yeah, uh, I was obviously happy about Love Connolly. I really didn't know much about. No, I mean, either. But you know, uh, we got some information. You know, the kid is 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 a nice little player. We'll if, see. If we say we knew about Zimenez, we're lying, and knew nothing about Zimenez. No, the X Men I know nothing about. I never saw an old. No, Jerry, hold on a second, Jerry. Ready? Hey, I saw this guy plenty of times, Jerry. Let me tell you something. This kid's a player. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. That's Can good. I get my own talk show now? That's good. 
Could I get on the radio from 3 to 6.30 now you, on the you fan? You can just give general assessments on players, and, and right. uh, you'll beat Michael K every day. Right. So, basically, Julian Love, you do know I could give an educated. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, right. you, I mean we both watched most of these guys play. Like, Julian Love, I watched a lot of Notre Dame. Right. I watched enough Notre Dame right. just to see what kind of mood you were going to be in if they won or lost. And, and, right. and quite frankly, Notre Dame's on a very convenient time on Saturdays. Like eight right. o'clock when the day's oh, over. Yeah. It's a historic program. Yeah. How could you not play them in prime time, right? I was happy for 12 weeks out of the 13 weeks last year. Right, right. So, <laughs> but, you know, you watch him enough. You watch Georgia games. You know, DeAndre Baker. Right. Clemson right. was a ridiculous team. I knew, I mean, I you know, Dexter Lawrence, I, I don't watch the defensive tackles with Clemson. I watch, I knew more of Farrell or Farrell. Um, but I knew that defensive line was insane. And anybody drafted from that line was going to be pretty successful. So we've seen most of these guys play. There are mm. some that I don't, I don't, I didn't know Corey Ballantin or Ballantyne. Right. Um, right. So you, no, that's of course not. Yeah. The kid from Syracuse that ever saw play. So we'll see what, what he brings to the table. Syracuse is um, a tough team to watch, isn't it? Now. Yeah. Now the 17th pick, I said, Dexter Lawrence is going to be a solid player. Yeah. And I mean that. Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, mean that I wanted him over an edge guy. I just thought when they drafted him, I said, the kid's going to be – he's going to be an excellent player for you us. You wanted Montez Sweat. I wanted Sweat. Yeah. I wanted the edge guy. I, I was pretty high in Sweat. You know that, right? I was pretty high in him. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised that Gettleman didn't go with him, but they like – you know, he loves those big guys that are funny. Did it in Carolina, and he's doing it with the Giants. When and, I saw his size, I mean, 6'5", 340, he's probably going to drop about 20 pounds, but... Yeah, he wants I to mean, drop. what yeah. a monster. Like, you know, right. this isn't Snacks Harrison who's just good against the run. This guy can push the middle uh, of the defense. And again, <clears throat> that's what did Tom Brady in, in 2007. <clears throat> Excuse me, his inability to step up. And that's how you get these guys, because otherwise, you know, your edge rushers just run past the quarterback. So you need that penetration from up front. Dalvin Tomlinson was not getting it done at nose tackle. He just wasn't. Move him back to the outside where he could be more successful. B.J. Hill will be a year better. B.J. Hill was a fine for Gettleman. So all of a sudden, the Giant defense looks at least, at least fun to watch next year. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I hope so. Uh, I expect improvement. We'll see. You know, we will see. There's a lot of new blood coming in, you know, especially in that corners, man. You know, that, that second day was a mess last year. We had Tony Lippett and... And B.W. Webb, who played well for most of the year, he started, yeah. you know, not playing. He petered out he, towards the end. Yeah, he he kind of, right, has a proper way of putting it. He kind of teetered out. Yeah, um, he, he, yeah, he, had, he just hit a wall. Like, it looked like he hadn't played in four years. And yeah, he just was you know, out of shape or something. For, for a guy who gave us some pretty good snaps, he yeah. didn't finish strong, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um. So, um, Gettleman, of course, obviously realized that. And he really addressed that position, you know, so. All right, buddy. It's uh, 38 in. Um, this has been an action-packed, epic rant um, uh, podcast. I will give my buffoon of the week first. I know my place. Everyone waits for yours. A little anticlimactic this week, this week folks. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Mount Rushmore, the bronze statue, um, they, should put a, they should put a statue in New York somewhere of him and have just pigeons crap on it all day long. Um, obviously mine is Mike Francesa again for like the umpteenth time. Mm -hmm. He said a lot of dumb things. Um, he said a lot, you know, about the giants being losers and, 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 and I can handle all of it as him just being a buffoon, but what he said about Corey Ballantyne, I thought that was, that was over the top garbage. 
uh, borderline racist, to be honest with you. If you want to call out racism, I'll call it. And I thought that was. I thought to say that he could be, you know, basically uh, not assuming, but um, insinuating that he's of low character. You have no idea what happened to the kid. He was drafted, mm -hmm. probably partying. Uh, this wasn't a, I don't think this was a Len Bias thing where he, you know, he went over the top and, I, you know, what the hell, who the hell knows what he was doing? Um, like you said, Chris, it could have been anything. Wrong place, wrong time. To insinuate that he has low character, um, you know, Mike, not only the buffoon of the week, you're the, you're the, you're the a-hole of the week. So, yeah, there it is. Yeah, 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 very good. And, you know, especially when another kid died. You know. I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah, and I, you know, I apologize oh. for not mentioning that. Like, this yeah. kid, this, it, not only that, but his his best friend died, and you're yeah. piling on like that. Like, that's just that's that's pathetic. Yeah, I mean that that you know you just don't do that, Jerry. You just don't do. It. If you're mad at the Giants, whatever, fine. You have all six, eight months you know, season when it starts up in five months, whatever it is, four months. You have all the time in the world to rip the Giants every week, but you just don't do that. And I agree with you 100, percent but. Um, you know, you just don't bring death and shootings and a tragedy to try to, to get back at a team. Right. You know, sorry, yeah. don't go with that. Yeah. You know, um, my buffoon, we already talked about it, is the phony, the hypocrite, yeah. the disgrace. Um, Chris Carter, um, what he said about the Giants, implying that racism affected their decision to take a franchise quarterback at six and Daniel Jones what they perceive to be a franchise quarterback and passed up on Haskins because of the color of his skin is an absolute disgrace. This, you know, this country has enough of that going around yep. people yelling racism and this and that. Um, it's totally was uncalled for in this situation. Um, I, John Mara, Jerry, him and his dad, what a father's thing, man, yep. from ever being, a racist man, yeah, right. you know, uh, the fasting and you, you don't have to believe me and Jerry, man, just if you run into an ex giant autograph session, you see him at training camp, you ask them, man, yeah, right. ex African American, ex giant. Yeah. Okay. You ask them. All right. Oh, maybe it wasn't mad. It was Gettleman. I mean, to have Gettleman, to imply Gettleman and Pat Shermer. Hey folks, Jerry, do we have another minute, Jerry? Yes. Go ahead. To coach Shermer. You might not agree with him, man. You might say this guy can't do it. He's going to be gone in a couple of years. And that's fair. That's fair, man. I, you know, I'm not saying he's Belichick and all that. But this is a good guy, man. This is a good human being, man. Right. right. Okay? So to go out there and say a Pat Shermer is a racist, <laughs> it, which is what Carter's doing. He's just not coming out and saying it, but he implied it. Sure. He, he basically said it in his own way, right? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, to say Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer, you know, let racism affect their decision is, I just I can't put it into words, Jerry. You know, you know, people really have to stop at this crap, and it's not right. If you want to rip them apart and say this is the worst pick ever, fine, which man, we fine. Which we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't say worst pick ever, but we didn't want the pick. <laughs> right, right. You know? Right. And, and I'm sorry. He's a buffoon of the week. He's a disgrace. To even wear that yellow jacket, in my opinion, um, he should be called out on it. Um, I hope former Giants do call him out on it and tell him how wrong he is. But this is, you know, this is a guy that has said things in the past, yeah. you know, and then he'll turn around and say he's a minister, or whatever, you know, That's whatever right. crap he comes up with. Yep. Well, you know. You know. So well said, buddy. Um, thank you. 
So you too, bud. So uh, giant fans, first off, thank you all for the downloads. They, they are, I always tweet this, but it's really more than ever. I mean, it's growing and growing and growing. Hopefully the next podcast will be a little more fun. Um, but when you, when you see the things that we've seen the last few days in the media, it just kind of shows you the pathetic state that it's in. We try to do our job and keep it just to football and call out things when we see it. But, um, you know, we were very much inclined to, to kind of talk about this tonight. And hopefully we won't have to. Thursday, when we get back to Twitter questions, baby, I've missed those. It's been almost two weeks. Thursday will be two weeks since we've had Twitter, Twitter questions. So we will get back to that. And most importantly, if you want to order the copy of The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. We have an app, The Giant Insider. You can download that. Uh, from the App Store, uh, whether it's a Samsung or what is it, their um, Android, sorry, Android or iPhone, and go to magster.com for an, uh, a digital subscription as well. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. We will drop our next podcast Thursday night, um, probably after line dancing, right, Chris? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> sorry, before, priorities, uh, maybe, priorities uh, but I'm maybe, sorry. I, they, the, the wife always wins. I know I'm not going to argue with that. Um, or maybe before. We'll see what's happening if I have time before. But most importantly, Giant fans, remember, Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.